This is the KRMG Morning News. The senator joins us live from Washington. Hey, good morning. It's nice to be able to welcome my myself, I guess, to KRMG Morning News. <laughs> welcome, yes. Yeah, we're just trying to promote your uh, your later career as a voiceover artist. <laughs> I met Morgan Freeman once at an event and told him, if he ever retires, send me his scraps for a voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are a member of the Homeland Security uh, Committee uh, in the Senate. So have you had any briefing early this morning on the Fort Campbell helicopter crash? Anything you can share with us? I have not yet. Uh, I tell you that each day you wake up and you see what's happening in the news. And initially for all of us, we're all tracking the news, but we don't have anything additional that uh, I can provide actually this morning yet. All right. Uh, We've got to talk about another uh, thing in the news this week. The Covenant school shooting in Nashville is renewing calls for stricter gun control measures. And there have been more mass shootings in the U.S. so far this year than days. What is it going to take to reverse this trend? Yeah, that that's the wonderful unknown that no one knows. There's a whole group that says if we just take everyone's guns away and we do this like uh, Australia did it years ago, that you just can't own a firearm, that that'll solve the problem. Uh, the challenge is, obviously, that's not going to happen in the United States. We have the Second Amendment. We have a basic right. And uh, people have owned firearms for the, our entirety uh, of our nation. And uh, so owning firearms is not the issue. Uh, there is something else culturally that's actually happening. And for this individual that shot all these children, uh, she actually had multiple firearms. She had apparently two long rifles and then multiple different pistols. And so this belief that if we'd just taken away an assault rifle, then she wouldn't have uh, done this. I, I just don't think that is true because obviously she had multiple other guns that she could have used as well. Uh, so these quick fixes are not the issue. This really is a family issue, an individual issue, a cultural issue. Uh, we have to look again at who, we're, who we are as a culture and what's actually happening. There have been quite a few changes in gun laws over the past several years, uh, dealing with greater background checks, still in greater enforcement. Uh, we're doing more enforcement even in Oklahoma on issues of if you have a, a domestic violence conviction, uh, that they're taking that firearm because that has been the law for decades. Uh, so a lot of things are happening now. But ultimately, this still comes back to a family issue and a cultural issue, and that's not something you're going to pass a law to change. That's us deciding as a culture, who are we? So there's nothing you see the Congress being able to do at all? Legislatively, to be able to fix a heart issue? Well, legislatively or leadership-wise or whatever. Leadership-wise, certainly, and that's something that each of us can do, and that's something that uh, all, all of us that are on this conversation right now can do with our own families and our own culture. Uh, but, again, we're, we're in a culture that if you uh, are mad at someone, you go take their life, uh, you you go attack them, you go whatever it may be. So all the conversation's been out there, and everyone's familiar with this of what needs to be done. Ultimately, every time we get to this point, we say, what law could you pass to have stopped this? Murder's already illegal. All these things are already illegal. What is it that you could do? And it boils down to still a cultural issue. How are we handling each other? Yeah. And I think it has a lot to do with the temperature of the dialogue in the country, too, and maybe dialing that down. Um, Speaking of dialogue, boy, a lot of talk and a lot of James Langford on the national networks this week talking about how much land China owns in the U.S. and the fact that we really have no way of policing it or, or knowing more about it. No, we don't. So China, in uh, just in the United States, has doubled its acres in the last year. Uh, they're buying up hundreds of thousands of acres all over the country. We've seen this in Oklahoma uh, after we passed the medicinal marijuana law. Uh, we had the highest number of foreign acres s- sold in Oklahoma 
than any other state in America. We had lots of Mexican cartels that rushed in. We had lots of uh, Chinese criminal gangs that rushed, rushed in. They set up shop. We've all seen the results of that where you've got execution-style murders happening in rural Oklahoma and Chinese operations. We've seen all of those things in the result of in our state, but I think what a lot of other people aren't seeing in other states is uh, Chinese entities buying up land, their military installations, other installations, critical infrastructure. We do not have a process in federal law uh, to be able to check a foreign purchase of American land. We do for businesses, we do for technology, uh, but we don't for land itself. And so I'm trying to do a process in federal law that will actually have a check. So if a foreign entity wants to buy land, they can still do that, but they've got to go through an approval process to ask the basic question why. We have we have land in Oklahoma that's sold to an Italian firm uh, to be able to put up wind towers. We have Canadian firms that actually buy up land and mineral rights to be able to do exploration for energy in our state. Those are not illegal and shouldn't be illegal. But when you talk about a Chinese or a Russian or a North Korean or an Iranian sale in the United States, we should ask the question, why is it you're wanting to be able to invest in the United States and what is it near? I mean, this just seems like a bipartisan no-brainer here, but yet you haven't been able to really get this uh, a hearing in the Senate. Why is that? Well, uh, welcome to the Senate at this point. So we, we will get it. Uh, we're continuing to be able to push on this because I agree this is, should be a nonpartisan no-brainer uh, to say that this is not a partisan issue. This is an American issue, and we've got to be able to step up and do this. So we've been working on this for over a year now, trying to get momentum, trying to get attention to it. I'm glad that people are paying attention to it now, but we're going to continue to be able to push on this. Speaking of China, we wanted to get your thoughts on TikTok. If ByteDance, the Chinese owner of TikTok, doesn't sell the app, would you support a U.S. ban on TikTok? We have to find some way to be able to protect Americans and their data and their data privacy. At this point, the, the Chinese made it very, very clear that they are going to protest vehemently and they're going to respond if uh, ByteDance has to be able to sell out. They're getting louder and louder from the Chinese side saying we're going to make sure that we have that platform because this is a data access into most every American. It's not just the individual that has the phone, has TikTok on it, and then they're stripping all their data. It's every connection that they have. So if someone you know has TikTok and they also have you in their contact, China also has your information as well uh, to be able to jump off. So the Chinese harvest data all over the world. They have security systems. They sell to dictatorships all over the world to be able to harvest data of the movement of individuals and tracking individuals worldwide. They're now actively doing that in the United States through this platform, and we need to be able to protect Americans' privacy. Now, there's multiple different options out there how to be able to do it, but first things first, it's to let everyone know this is a problem. And to just set this in context for you, several years ago, you might have gone to Best Buy, and they would have had a free software for virus protection called Kaspersky. And uh, if you would go in there, they would say, hey, if you buy a computer, we'll also get you this free, uh, free virus protection software, Kaspersky. It's great stuff. The problem was Kaspersky is a Russian company, and it took all of your data off of your computer, sent it to Russia, then virus filtered it from there, and then brought it back. Well, no other company did that for a reason. This Russian company was actually harvesting data of Americans by offering this free virus protection software. You're not going to find Kaspersky. Kaspersky in any stores anymore. That was exposed. Many of us called it out. 
and that is now gone because people saw it for what it is. We're in the process, again, of re- reminding people this is what's really going on. And for people saying, I don't care, Google takes my data, and so I don't care if TikTok does. Okay. Google is an American company that is not providing that data to the United States government. Senator, we're, TikTok we're short is a on Chinese time. company that is. I, I, and I, I forgive me if I was distracted and didn't hear, but if nothing changes, would you support a ban on TikTok? Yeah, we've got to find okay. some way to be able to protect Americans. Right. And I, again, I haven't seen the solution yet that I look at and say that's the right way to do it, to protect the rights of Americans. But we have got to find a way to be able to protect the rights of all data rights of Americans, not only those that have it on their phone, but also those they're connected to. Rand Paul says you do that, you're going to lose a generation of voters. The GOP will. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Uh, if we don't respond in some ways, we'll lose a generation of America because wow. the Chinese will own us. Always great to have <laughs> you here, and uh, thank you for your, your candor. Appreciate it. You bet. Thank Good you. Good to see you all again this morning. Yeah. You too. Oklahoma Senator James Langford.